Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. It just happens that um, one is shooting off fireworks right outside my door, so I'm going to try to move somewhere where you can't hear them, hopefully. I'm Paula. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater, and thank you. I'm glad to be on this meeting. Um, I am a 100-pounder. I um, came into these rooms 32 years ago, and uh, when I came in, I um, I think oh, I think I uh, tried to release weight before I came in. That makes sense, of course. You know, before you before you uh, start a program, I didn't know what it was about, but I thought, well, if they weigh you when I go there, I don't want to weigh as much as I'm weighing. Uh, gratefully came in and found out, no, that wasn't part of the program. At the time, I was around 268 pounds um, and came into the rooms. The first thing that struck me was the fact that there were people in the room who looked like, to me, regular, perfect size. And when they qualified, you know, they said they'd been 100, 140, 200, whatever, pounds overweight, and they had released that weight, and they were leading normal lives. For me, normal lives was lives where you weren't, um, you know, obese. And uh, I had never been in a space with people like that. I had gone to a lot of commercial programs, but in those programs, you know, they might have leaders who had released 30 or 35 pounds, but I can never identify. Um, the other thing I never could do was continue releasing weight once I got to maybe, I think maybe before I came into these rooms, um, uh, the maybe largest amount I had lost, I'd gotten close to maybe around 220 pounds. But always I'd get to a certain point, and then I would just start eating again. I uh, came into these rooms and began to understand the concept of compulsive overeating and immediately related. Once I started, I couldn't stop. And that, that didn't matter whether it was a bag of something, uh, um, of all kinds of things. Once I started, it seemed like I just had to keep going. Even if I was stuffed, even if my stomach ached, there was something that compelled me to complete it. And um, after a while, after years, rather, I was so tired of it and didn't know what to do. thought I was crazy. came into the rooms and heard step two, and I said, yes, yeah, I am insane when it comes to eating. Um, and um, had some hope, had some hope that I would be one of those people that could be honest and could, you know, work the program. Um, when I came into these rooms, the other thing that was really different were the 12 steps. And, and when I came in, um, we used the big book. And they, I think about the third year in the program, uh, they had published the first uh, OA book. And so I started off with the, with the um, you know, the big book. And um, 
really as I read the stories about those who were um, trying to recover from alcohol, I could so relate. You know, all I had to do was substitute food in there. And the difference is that I, you know, I didn't have some of the same reactions of, you know, uh, drinking and blacking out. And yet there would be times that I would, on the weekends, I, it's, it's like I would work hard and then reward myself on the weekends by just eating. And uh, there were some times where uh, by Saturday morning, I wouldn't wake up to about noon because it was almost like I, I was so heavy with food uh, and I would just sleep. And uh, so I called, to me, that was like blacking out. It was just like numbing out, being oblivious. Um, I didn't like it, but I didn't know how to stop. I didn't know how to get out of it. So came into these rooms. And um, as I said, I began to feel hope. And then I could not grasp the whole thing of abstaining. And so for me, the first um, food plan that I had was just eating three meals a day. I began, because I ate all day, I began to say, you know, if I can just do it three times. And so that's what I did. And that was, uh, at that point, I couldn't uh, say these are foods I'm not going to eat, but at least I can just do it three times a day. And, um, and I did that. And for me, it became important to be successful with something so that I can continue on. Now, originally, I think, you know, I would say, well, it's okay if my lunch is over a period of two hours. Um, but, it, you know, as I began to work the steps, I was able to refine my food program. So it really was three reasonable meals a day. And then I began to let go of a certain substance that no matter how many times I experimented, I got that I just couldn't have it. I couldn't eat it. And I was able to, um, paying attention to the readings in the big book and the stories, uh, you know, I, I got to the point of saying, if for 21 days I cannot have this substance, then I feel I can make it and the cravings will stop. And that's what happened. It didn't stop forever, but I got a little more sanity around it. And uh, so I began abstaining from that substance. And from there, you know, over a period of time, then I was able to let go of other trigger foods and let go of other trigger foods. My um, food plan today looks really different than when I came into the program uh, a few decades ago because as I got older, um, I'm, a, I'm 73 right now, I discovered that I didn't need as much food to feel my body. And so I had to begin to, at one point, I think I was around 70, and I got it that, oh, you know what? I have to eat less. Um, fortunately, in working my program, I was able to do that and modify my food plan. But it was with a lot of probably complaining to my sponsor <laughs> and getting to the point that I didn't begrudge it, but welcomed the idea that, okay, this is my part of my journey and this is what I need to do with my higher power's help, I can do it.
join the program, I really got in contact with my higher power. Initially, um, I began to just listen to everyone and talk about their higher power and then developed a concept of a of an entity that was all powerful and that had my back. It wouldn't judge me, wouldn't punish me, but wanted the best for me and that when I would tap into that source, then I would get the aid I needed to basically live my best life. And over the years, as I continually um, try to have conscious contact with my higher power, then the relationship has grown. And uh, I can today say that, you know, my my higher power is is everything um, and that I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm just really grateful. I'll talk a little about um, 12 steps. I have, I did the initial 12 steps and then over a period of time, I've probably done them maybe about um, eight different times over the over the years. Um, and each time, it's just been a process of transformation and becoming, I guess, the best me I could be at the time. And uh, the emotional healing and the physical healing and spiritual healing uh, and mental healing um, has been the process that has happened from walking the 12 steps and having sponsors to work with me. Um, I would say if you don't have a sponsor, get a sponsor. Get someone who has what you think would help you in working the program. Um, my sponsors are people who I can talk to, and they don't tell me what to do, but they're a witness for my program and what I'm going through and share their experience, strength, and hope. And uh, it's uh, my sponsor, someone I can be honest with and accountable to, you know. Um, and I'm just grateful that that there is a sponsor and, and the other tools that I use, the meetings, the, fel- the whole fellowship. Um, I When I first, after a while, came into the program, I began to go to meetings almost every day. When I first came in, there weren't phone meetings, um, but I came into the rooms when I lived in San Francisco, and there were meetings throughout the week, throughout the day. And so fortunately, I had access to meetings, and I, and I went to them. Um, and today, I, I try to uh, do a phone meeting each day. And I'm grateful for that. I have one um, home meeting, and we're back after the pandemic to face-to-face. Meetings are a place where I know I'm not alone and that I can hear how other people are working their program. And I can also hear warnings of when people talk about, you know, they did this and this and this didn't work out, it was a mistake or whatever, then that helps me reflect, okay, do I need to pay attention to this. This is a caution for me. So I love meetings and um, because, again, that's a way of me talking within the fellowship with people who are working a program because I 
interact with plenty of people who aren't in the world. And it's just helpful to, you know, be with you all. Um, so I want to say a couple of things about uh, this positivity. For me, I have worked the program in a way of what, not thinking about what I'm restricted from, what I can't do, but what I can do, what I'm able to do. And one of the things I had to do early on was talk to myself and be gentle with myself. I realized once I stopped eating all the food and became a little clearer in, in my thinking, how much I put myself down, that there was all these negative thoughts about me that would go in my head. You know, someone would give me a compliment, and in my head I'd go, but I'm still fat. You know, I didn't. You know, it took me to be sober from food to realize that's what I was saying to myself, and so I began to abstain from negative thoughts and to try to put positive thoughts. You know, even if I had a difficult day in working the program or I forgot to use the tools or whatever, I say, "Okay, Paula, you're doing okay, and you're still abstinent." And that's the thing about being abstinent. You know, it says somewhere in the readings that that's the only thing you can do for the day. You know, that is a great day. And so I took that to heart. I also only focused on the day. It it just seemed impossible to release, you know, so much weight. You know, I would look in the future and say, oh, it's impossible. And when I looked at one day, this day, and the action I can take this day, then it became more doable. And so I, I like to, in the morning, just thank my higher power for presence, for my higher power's presence, for the presence of this moment, and for my presence. And um, I focus on purpose and what my purpose is. And so if it's in my job, it's in my things I'm doing with my family or whatever, so what is my purpose? And how am I giving service? And how am I being the best Paula I can be? And so that's what I go forward with each day after I do my prayers and meditation with that idea in my mind. And the other concept that I keep is portion. And what's my portion? And not just in food, but I thank my higher power for my portion. If things are difficult, then this is, but it's not more difficult than I can handle. So thank you for this portion. You know, if it's aches and pains, it still is not more than I can handle. I'm still alive. So thank you for my portion. And it's just amazing how that helps me move forward and being positive. You know what? I may reminder, dear. Thank you very much. Instead of being a victim, because that was the other transformation that I needed to have because of things that happened in my childhood and other things. I I had gone through my life being a victim. Working the 12 steps helped me see myself as a survivor. And then as I continued the program as a thriver, that I'm thriving in this world. And my journey of recovery is a journey of someone who is thriving and helping others to do the same. So I, uh, my story wasn't one of, oh, okay, I lost weight and things were fine. 
I released about 150 pounds in the first two years of the program, um, way back when I started. And then all these promises began to come true. I mean, just all kinds of things, and it was great. And then after seven years, there were so many wonderful things that happened in my life. I got so busy with them. I went to less and less meetings. That's the first thing that began to go. And then my food became sloppy. Well, anyway, I relapsed. And I stayed, unfortunately, and relapsed for three years. And I gained all the weight back, all the 150 and more. Um, fortunately, there was this part in my higher power kept, you know, kept saying, Paula, come back in, come back in. It took me three years of pride and whatever. And I finally came back into the rooms in 2000. And I was around a little over 300 pounds when I came back into the room. And I had been able to slowly but surely, um, over a period of years, release that so that I, um, you know, I was able to also work on my spiritual, mental, emotional recovery at the same time. So today I am very, very, very grateful. And... Um, I guess what I want to leave with everyone is that we we deserve to be living in recovery. And whatever the barriers are that might keep us from doing it, then the answers, the solutions are in the program in finding a good sponsor to work with and working the steps and using the tools and keeping in contact with the fellowship. So I wish everyone um, a great day, great evening of recovery, and that's it.